Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. For the day on Stadium. So if you're watching the show on Stadium right now, head out over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. 20 minutes from now, do that. You can still watch this segment on Stadium. But final hour of the show, power hour, uh, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, a conversation with our friend Rick Camp on the NBA, all of our NBA bets and NHL bets for tonight, golf bets from Tyler Morales, and Ken's going to give us an outright coming up for Bebel Beach, and uh, a little Super Bowl uh, as it regards MVP for the San Francisco. 49ers very much looking forward to that and look we'll be out in Vegas next week starting uh what what's Monday Monday February 5th uh we'll be out from Vegas from Monday February 5th through Saturday February 10th and if you want to come check us out in Las Vegas we'll be at Radio Row a couple days otherwise we'll be at uh Mandalay Bay the same place that we've been broadcasting every time that we go to Vegas if you want to stop by and see us you know what you got to wear when you do that some you better you bet merchandise and even if you won't be out in Las Vegas uh buy some merchandise please no, like, seriously, like, please. It, it really helps us, uh, and we would appreciate it. You better you bet shop.com. We got hats, we got t-shirts, we got hoodies, long sleeve and short sleeve t-shirts with all your favorite you better you bet catchphrases and slogans. You better you bet shop.com. You better you bet shop.com. All right, before we get to the Super Bowl, Ken, uh, and thoughts on the Niners and most valuable player, let's wrap up the conversation here, at least on Coach of the Year. Maybe we squeeze in one more NBA award market. We'll do a couple tomorrow as well. But Coach of the Year in the association, trying to figure out like a price that we think might drop. You touched on J.B. Bickerstaff going to break of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's hit two other names in the Eastern Conference, please. Joe Missoula of the Celtics, best record in the NBA, uh, beat the Pacers last night. They are, uh, Missoula is 18-1. to and Tom Thibodeau, head coach of my Knicks, who won Coach of the Year a couple years ago during the COVID year, he's at thirty to one. The Knicks currently thirty-one and seventeen, third place in the third seed right now in the Eastern Conference, now ahead of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, and they just completed a fourteen and two month, the Knicks' best month since March of nineteen ninety-four, which is the last time. Well, I guess not. They lost to the Spurs in the strike year in ninety-nine. One of the last times the Knicks played Ken in the NBA Finals. So Missoula and Thibodeau for Coach of the Year. Yeah, and these are, you know, these are fringe candidates for sure. Um, Dagnalt is, it's because you need you need two here, right? You don't just need Tibbs to play well or Missoula to, to keep winning games and they're going to have this great record. You need you need the Thunder to, to drop some games. You need the Timberwolves to drop some games to create that opening, I think. And we just did kind of like how tonight's game against Denver now like creates a, a pretty long runway for the Thunder to just rattle off five, six wins here and uh, and keep this keep this thing rolling. So it's, it's not as awesome a market to bet into now with tonight's game not being settled, but like, you know what I mean? Like Jokic isn't playing and this was a, a game that they could really lose, especially they're not playing very well right now. So it, it definitely does not create a vulnerable favorite, but um, just a couple things on those coaches. Do I think that Missoula's price can drop soon? Probably not. 
um, it would require like a winning streak longer than what they've been putting together. It would require some notoriety. And that's not that he can't win at the end. Uh, I think there is like a magical number of games where like if they got 65 wins or something or 66 wins, it would be tough to ignore coaches that get to that threshold. I mean, that's you're talking about if they win like six. So their went to on the market 63 and a half. I have them pretty close to that. I mean, you get to that like 60, even a little over that. Talk about like one of the 10 best regular seasons in the history of the league. And you look yep. at the coaches, because you might be like, well, do coaches that do that win? No, but like, because they've already won. Like Steve Kerr won when they like literally won 73 and nine, like he won the award. But like, I, I think a lot of them, it's like, you know, the coach had already won twice and didn't, you know, like Popovich couldn't win every year with the Spurs, for example, and they had some good regular seasons. Uh, it's just, you go through and you go like, it's not like everybody in that tier one, but Missoula's never won anything before. <laughs> so it's just, it's, I think it's, he, he can still win. Like he is not uh, eliminated from contention, like the bad teams in the league or, you know, like Frank Vogel can't win probably, or, uh, you know, <laughs> Taylor Jenkins is really unlikely to win because all of his players are hurt. Something like that. Missoula can still win. Just, Brian Okay, Keith. like what is Yeah. <laughs> What's what is the catalyst for a price drop? It you need you need those teams at the top to lose, but I don't know if the, the Celtics can like do anything right now. The when when his price would drop would be when you almost like in the in the NFL with a, a big a big time team with a big record, when it starts to become likely that it's a really big record. Like that they're going to just crush and win not even 63, like 67 or something. And that's not going to happen for either they're going to have a really long win, win streak or you're not going to know that for at least like a month or six weeks. So that price drop feels like it's that's that one's down the road and you need to wait and see if they win the games to make up for it. Um, Tibbs is one like I have trouble figuring out. I, I'm I'm reluctant to say he has a chance that's like a like a strong chance to win only because again, like it's got to be a big improvement usually. And I know there's a lot of momentum behind how the Knicks are playing right now. And we want to reward like Ananobi or Tibbs or somebody with, with some hardware or Brunson MVP is a crazy bet. We want to do some of that, but I think that like they won 47 games last year, even if they get to 50, which is like a big number for them. I think I have them at like 51, 52 right now. Even if you do that, that's probably like three, four seed and a very modest improvement versus Dagnall's going to improve this, this, this team's record like 18 games from last year or something. Finch is going to improve the team's record basically the same. The Timberwolves and the Thunder almost had the same record last year. They were separated by the Timberwolves were two games better um, and both were just right around 500. One of them's doing that. So I think to beat that, it's either like Ty Lue has a better record and like wins by multiple games in the West. So it's like, man, good season by those guys, but holy crap, the Clippers are the one and they won games that it, I don't know if it'll Trump Dagnall, but it at least creates an interesting conversation. And then I think like a Missoula just white hot second half of the year where they win like a lot of games. You have to be able to, in a conversation against Dagnall and Finch, you have to be able to win that argument. And I think you can only win it by either being like better than them in their own conference by a little or better than them in the other conference by a lot. And uh, and those are and if you think about it, those are two very unlikely things to happen. But I think those are the only two ways that this thing gets a little crazy. Nick and Ken here on You Better You Bet on a Wednesday. Want to save the rest for tomorrow? Want to sneak one more in? 
Yeah, let's do. We'll do six man tomorrow because, like, I I think with more space is better. And we we've been rolling on this for like a while. We do a little more Super Bowl and probably like mix it up a little bit. That's probably, I think that's pretty fun. All right, why don't you uh, hit us with the idea that you had for the Super Bowl today? Because the, for the content for the show today, because I think it's really awesome. I got a DM from someone, uh, and I want to. I'll just say his first name. Just I don't want to like you know blow up his spot. I don't even know who says that anymore. Uh, Anthony DM'd me, and apparently he had DM'd me before because he was oh, allowed to DM me this time. Wait, Anthony? And, uh, oh, oh, Anthony. Yeah, you know, and not oh, and not Anthony, Devundo. Of course. Yeah, right. Um, and he basically was like liked how we played out the Chiefs previous games, uh, playoff games against the Dolphins, against the Bills, and against the Ravens, and said, okay, like, who would have won MVP? If this was the Super Bowl, who would have won MVP? Well, that's kind of interesting, because what if this game's just like their other games, which is a reasonable kind of uh, exercise to play out? And his point was like, well, what about the Niners two games, which are a pretty interesting two games also? So I'm going to bring up, and I think you'll probably do the same, the nine and obviously the Niners got the bye in the NFC, so they only play two playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, the narrow, nail-biting win over the Packers, which the Packers probably wish they could have a bunch of things back in that game, uh, and then obviously the NFC Championship against the Lions again, like a, a nail-biter, and kind of can go through the final numbers and what we would kind of do. So I, I have the Packers box score up. I'm going to guess you, you probably have the same. Um, yep. 24-21 Niners. Do you want do you want to read the stats and then maybe I can tell you who I think would win first? Sure. And uh and yeah, I I think this is gonna lead I think the Packers one is a little easier to figure out who it would be. The Lions right. one actually, I think the Lions one is easy also, just that you can make the case for somebody else. So sure. the Niners Packers box score is as follows. Purdy, twenty three of thirty nine, two fifty two, and a touchdown. Didn't throw a pick in the game and candidly, like very lucky to not throw a pick. But yeah. it doesn't matter, like he didn't. And that and that and that's what that's what would matter for people that are voting on the award. He didn't throw an interception. McCaffrey, ninety eight rushing yards to go along with two touchdowns. Also caught seven balls for 30 yards. Remember, Debo Samuel got hurt very early, so like did like basically like nothing in the game. Right. Uh, George Kittle, four for 81 and a touchdown. So Kittle, in addition to McCaffrey, was the star on offense for the San Francisco 49ers. And then like, I guess maybe like defensively, if like you want to make a case for like Dre Greenlaw, who had two interceptions in the game. I, I don't think right. Greenlaw would have won, but be... just want to, yeah, just wanted to say that. That would be... I, so I think with those stat lines, McCaffrey would win. Super Bowl MVP would be would be my guess. In the um, Packers game, no, I agree 100% yes. that McCaffrey would win. Agreed. It is pretty crazy to have a defensive player with two interceptions in a 24-21 game where you're not going to give it to the quarterback. And I, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he can't win, but like, I think McCaffrey would win. But Greenlaw is like kind of interesting. What this points to, by the way, with the Niners, and we'll talk about it a little more coming up next week. And Baldy brought it up too, I think, or somebody, uh, maybe John Daigle brought it up. Like one, the Niners defense, what they're really good at is actually just like getting the opposition to turn the ball over a lot, except they're playing Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, like, are, are they going to be able to have these Dre Greenlaw two interception games or Fred Warner with an interception or, or somebody else forcing a turnover? Like, are they going to force a turnover in the game? To be fair, like the Sala defense a few years ago picked off Mahomes twice in the game, which was kind of interesting and different coordinator now, different scheme. But we've seen Mahomes in the Super Bowl turn it over a little bit. So just kind of, I think that's an interesting one. You want to do the second game real quick? 
Uh, sure. In the second game, I, I think, so McCaffrey has a similar stat line in the second game. Yep. I just feel like Purdy 100% wins in this game. Uh, so Purdy, 20 of 31, 267 yards, a touchdown and a pick. So like not great stats. McCaffrey, 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns, also 42 receiving yards. Purdy added 48 rushing yards. Ayuk, three for 68 and a touchdown and had the big playoff uh, of Vildor's face mask. So Ken, maybe you're going to make the case for McCaffrey here. I think Purdy wins MVP in the Lions game. And because, because like, the last thing the voters will see when they submit their ballot, I guess there are a few minutes left a lot of them submit, so maybe they would submit McCaffrey and then want to change it, would be Purdy because of the drive at the end of the game, I, I guess would be the idea, and he's obviously never won before. But I think even McCaffrey versus Purdy in that game is kind of interesting. We'll do this more coming up next hour. We'll also give you our bets for tonight. Next hour, head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql if you're watching on Stadium. We'll start the hour talking NBA with our friend Rick Camp.